Okay. Uh, so before I get started, I want to apologize about uh, yesterday that my episode didn't upload until I want to say almost uh, almost twelve, and that is due to some technical difficulties with that happened with the hosting the hosting site. Um, I was trying the night before, and it just wasn't uploading like I had I had all the content I had everything had the description had it edited all of that and it just wasn't it just wasn't uploading and so I tried again yesterday morning and I said okay I just sent them an email and we got it fixed I just it was really stupid I just had to log out of my account and then log back in I don't know I've never had to experience that but um, anyway, I apologize for that, and uh, hopefully that doesn't happen again. Um, but if I do experience um, troubles like that again, uh, I'll just try logging back out and logging back in, I guess. Okay, now, on to the news. Um, so I'm, I'm torn between two stories on where to start. And I think I'm going to start, I'm going to start with Andrew Cuomo. All right. Um, you know, we have just become such a sensitive society. I don't think, I don't think Governor Cuomo did anything wrong. And this is from the New York Post. Um, in case you don't, in case you don't know, um, Andrew Cuomo is the governor of New York. And, um, let me just, let me just, uh, let me just say this. You know, sometimes people can try to go about things the right way and go about, um, the right protocols and people will still get mad. They will, and there's not there's nothing you can do about it, and it's just horrible. Of all of these, it, it, it to me it's just horrible that you have that you have this issue where people just can't, um, people just take things, people just take things the wrong way, even even when even when you try to try to be politically correct. Now, and also in case you don't know, um, Andrew Cuomo is the older brother of Chris Cuomo, who you see on CNN. Remember the guy with the whole Italian slur and, you know, that, that, that whole thing. So that's his brother. So they are related. So if you're thinking and you didn't know that, yes, they are related. But let me just go into this article. So Governor Cuomo drops the N-word during live radio interview. All right. And this is, again, this is from the New York Post. Governor Andrew Cuomo uses the N-word during a live radio interview Tuesday while discussing racism against Italian Americans. Cuomo called into WAMC radio where he was asked about the controversy surrounding Indigenous Peoples Day which was celebrated Monday at the same time as Columbus Day. 
He quickly turned he quickly turned the discussion to a New York Times op-ed that ran Saturday about the treatment of Italian Americans in the past, and said the entire N-word while taking while talking about slurs once used against the Italian community. Here's what he said. I want you to listen to what he says. They used an expression that Southern Italians were called. I believe they were saying Southern Italians, Sicilians. I'm half Sicilian. Were called quote unquote, and pardon my language, but I'm just quoting the Times, nigger wops. N-word wops as a derogatory comment, Cuomo said, slowly and clearly, so the whole inflammatory, uh, saying the whole inflammatory epithet. Okay. <clears throat> bless, the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Okay, he said, he, he quoted the times. He, quote, he, quoted the, he quoted the New York Times. He just took exactly what they said. It's not like he just said it right out of his mouth where he's just like, oh, you know, you know, those niggers over there, man, you know, they just, you know, it's not like he just said it. And let's just, let's just say this. Let's say, okay. Did he say the N-word nigger? Yes, he did. You guys already know I don't care. There, there, are, there are much, much, much more concerning and pressing matters in the world and my life that take precedent to this. But he was, he was quoting, he was quoting, he was taking a quote The point he was trying to make, the point he was trying to make by saying, by saying nigger wops, and this is just my belief, this is my contention, he said nigger wops, that was to have emphasis and show just how strong <clears throat> the language was, because because many people feel that nigger is a strong word. So he so he took that part of the quote and he used it to show just how strong, you know, just how, I guess, hurtful uh, the term that, you know, they were called. Nigger wops. Now, I've, n- I've never heard of, I've never heard of that term ever. But I'm not I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I believe that's the reason he used it. But we have to we have to come to a point where we just we just ask ourselves when this this goes to the free speech thing when do we when we say free speech what do we mean when we say hate speech what do we mean this isn't hate speech this isn't hate speech. He was quoting something. If I if I read and let's say this. Let's say I read an article. And in the article there's a quote that says I am gay. And I read that quote out loud and I and I say quote I am gay. End quote. That doesn't mean that I am, that I myself, I, Solomon Calvin Green am gay. That's not what that means. It means 
I just read something. I just read what was on the page. I read what was on the paper. That's what that means. I remember freshman year. I had zero period English with uh, with my high school friend. His name was Jabesa. And we were the only two black guys. Um, we were the only two black guys in the class. And we sat next to each other. And we were reading To Kill a Mockingbird. Some of you already know where I'm going with this. And so, you know, in the in the book, it says the word nigger a lot. And so it was so it was um it was said and every time it was said there was hesitancy in everyone else's uh, in everyone else's voice and we and Jabez and I received um those quick looks to just see you know how to react and if we'd retaliate or you know just kind of see okay are they going to get angry what are they going to do should I run should I stay am I good am I bad I don't know we were just getting kind of those looks and it, it was kind of funny it was kind of funny at the moment but they were seriously uncomfortable and every time after class every time after class there would always be one person that would apologize always and I was, and I, and me, me and Jabesa, we would just say, look, it's fine. Like, first of all, you're not just saying it randomly. You're reading what was on the page. You're reading what was on the page. And that's actually one thing I loved about the class because one of the things that we have to understand about certain books, it's just like the adventures of uh, the Adventures of Huck Finn. It says the word nigger a lot. It says a lot. It uses a lot of harsh language that we're not really okay with today. But we say those words, though. Like one of the points of the book today is meant to make the reader uncomfortable. It's meant to challenge the reader. It's meant to ruffle some feathers. That's the point of the book. You're not going to be comfortable reading reading the book. But anyway, that, that, that's, an, that's an entirely different thing. But give Andrew Cuomo a break. I'm not a fan of the guy. But he, he was quoting, he was quoting a piece from, from an op-ed. It's, it's just that simple. It wasn't hate speech. People, you know, people say it was a, they're saying it was a gaffe. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he was just, I think he, I think he used that quote to show just how powerful, you know, it was to show just how powerful the discrimination was against Italian Americans. I don't, I don't care that he said it. He has the, he has the right to say that word. You may not like that he said it. I've never been a fan of these double standards that we have, where it's like I, as a black guy, can easily say nigga or nigger, but someone but someone else of a different race can't. Seriously, I I I I just never I've never understood that. 
And to me, it's just like, it's, it's like you guys, there are just so many more things to be concerned about. I, I look at it, I look at it this way. I look at it this way. Every person has a pie. And this pie is things to be concerned about. That is, that's what everyone's, that's what everyone's pie is. Everyone has a certain amount of, of content. Everyone has a certain amount of topics. Everyone has a certain amount of information. Everyone has a certain amount of, uh, events that, that are important and that they, that they give effort to and that concerns them. This shouldn't be on your plate. There are there are four things that you should be concerned about automatically. Food, water, shelter, and heat. Okay, just the basics to live. Okay, so those are important. Then you have relationships with your family, your significant other, um, you know, your boss, your coworkers, your friends. You have that. Then you have your finances. You know, student loans, uh, mortgage payments, investments, liabilities and as- liabilities and assets. There are ju- there are just so many other things that just that are just more important to this that we that we take time and stew over and get mad over, and it's just it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. I mean, we look at this. I, I seriously, I couldn't care less that he said this. When I saw the headline going through um, Google News, I was like, "Oh boy, here we go." I was like, "Here we go." So I clicked on the article and I, and I read it, and I just I said, and I I listened to what he said, and I was like, "That's it." He pulled. He just pulled a quote. And he's, he says, he says, quote unquote, and pardon my language, but I'm just quoting the times. He gave, he gave a disclaimer. He said, pardon my language, which means you may not, you, you may not like what I have to say. It may offend you, but I'm just, I'm just quoting what was said in the op-ed. He said the quote. And then people are up, there are people that are up in arms about it. That's, that's just, that's just ridiculous. I, I, I just, I can't do it, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know why. People are concerned about this and thing and things that are just this small. I I can someone please just explain it to me. You know, I think one problem that we have in society today, and I think I think I've said this before, but I'm not sure, but I'm gonna say it again. Life has become so much easier. We have come to a we've come to a place in in the in the history in the in in the timeline where 
we have we are living the best lives that have ever been lived. We don't have to worry about getting eaten by wolves and lions and you know wild animals or getting squashed by you know just we don't have to really worry as much about natural disasters because we have preventative measures. Um, we, we just, we're just, we're living in such a good time. We don't have to worry about heat. We don't have to worry about, you know, our children dying at a young age. We don't have to worry about creating a lot of kids. So that way, you know, you know, you know, probably like four are going to die. You know, two are going to make it to, you know, being teenagers. And then hope, and then hopefully one that one of them makes it into adulthood. We don't have to worry about that today. So we now, we live in a society where it's just like, because things are just so much better and things are so good, we take small, insignificant things and we blow them up and we're like, oh my God, it's it's almost like, and I truly believe this, I believe people need conflict in their life. And when there is none, they create some. And this is one of those things where it's created. You know, I get it. I understand, you know, media. I understand I'm not, you know, super savvy at it. And I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a know-it-all by any means. But I understand it, you know. It's a pretty slow news day. Um, you know, it's just impeachment stuff back and forth. Um, you know, same old, same old. And so they're like, okay, we gotta find something. So, you know, they find this. And... It's just like, it's just like, at the end of the day, who cares? Like, who cares? Like, there's a list of a hundred things that I care about more than this. That I can name off the top of my head. We, 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 we gotta do better. We just gotta... Seriously, man, get a hobby. I don't, I don't know. Get a hobby. You know, do something productive. Read a book. Uh, take a course. Um, learn something, watch a documentary, you know, educate yourself, find a way to fill this time, find a way to challenge yourself. Don't, don't, don't go for this, don't go for this garbage. Andrew Cuomo did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. He, I think he went about it politically correct. I, 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 I think he did the right thing. He said, pardon my language. Let me, let me make sure I have it right again. Let me, let me scroll down a little bit. Pardon my language, but I'm just quoting the times. He gave two disclaimers. I, I don't, I don't know what he was supposed to do. I, I, I thought, I thought he did the, I thought he did the right thing. But, you know, Andrew Cuomo, I'm not a fan of you at all, but you didn't you didn't do anything wrong. You just you just you pulled a quote, and people are just overreacting. It's it's garbage. Don't even don't even listen to this. Now, this uh this next story, um, I just I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. Um, I I have no clue what to think about this. 
because I've seen, I've kind of seen things similar to this. I've seen, I've seen and kind of heard stories where, you know, people just immediately confess their crimes and they just turn themselves in. And there's no need for forensic, for forensic work at all. But this right here is different. Um, this is from the Western Journal. Man shows up at police station with body in his car. Confesses to four murders. Yes, you heard that correctly. Um, let's, let's just get into it. A California man on Monday walked into a police station and confessed that he had killed four people, including the one that he brought with him to the station. So this guy brought in something. This guy, this guy brought in a corpse into the station, probably because he was like, okay, I'm going to confess to this. And if I just go in there and say, okay, I killed four people, they're going to be like, uh, this guy's just crazy. Because, because let's be real, most people don't confess their crimes. That, that's, that's a well-known, well-documented fact, okay? So he would, if, he would go in and be like, yeah, I, I, you know, I killed four people. And, you know, he would say it however, but that, essentially that's what he's saying. And they would just be like, um, they would just try to escort him outside and just be like, okay, this crazy guy, you know, he's just a little bit weird. Just, just a tad bit. So he brought in a corpse, um, of a person that he killed for proof. Just to say, look, I'm not, I'm not just, some, I'm not just crazy. Like this is, like here you go. Here's, here's one. Um, the other three. It's back in the article. The other three were found in an apartment in Roseville, California, which is about 200 miles. And I know where Roseville is. I know people from. I know people from Roseville. 200 miles south of Mount Shasta in Northern California, where the man surrendered. The Mount Shasta Police Department alerted the community to the news via its Facebook page. At 12.11 p.m. today, October 14, 2019, Mount Shasta Police Department had a male subject walk into the lobby and report that he had committed a homicide in Roseville, California. The adult male claimed to have murdered individuals at his residence in Roseville. The police department wrote in a post. One of the possible victims was inside his vehicle at the Mount Shasta Police Department. Police Department and other victims were at an apartment in Roseville. MSPD officers confirmed the deceased person in the vehicle and detained the suspect. Roseville PD was notified and they dispatched officers to an apartment complex in the 1800 block of Junction Boulevard in Roseville and confirmed three additional victims victims were found deceased at the scene. The post said, Sergeant Robert Gibson of the Mount Shasta Police described the man as calm and matter-of-fact, the New York Times reported. He just came in and told our dispatcher that I want to confess to a murder, and then just gave it up. I have never had someone come in with a body and turn themselves in here. This was unusual for us. Can we just take a moment of silence? 
for the dispatcher. Just Can we just have a moment of silence? Because you realize this person is just going about their job. Guy, guy or girl, we don't know. And, you know, they're going about their business. They're putting in their 9 to 5. They're putting in their hours. You know, trying to get that bread. And uh, someone comes up to them with something over their shoulder. And um, the dispatcher looks up and says, can I help? And then they and then they kind of see what's going on. And they're like, um, they just go, they just keep going. They say, um, can I help you? And they say, okay, um, what, they were probably, they were probably quiet. They were probably just speechless for about 30 seconds. And they may have just had their coworker next to him and just said, uh, uh, Bill, uh, just, can, can you just stop what you're doing for a second and just, just, just slide your chair over here for a little bit? For like 30 seconds? I mean, can you, I just can't, ima- I just can't imagine being, imagine being the dispatcher. I mean, this is crazy. This is, I mean, this is crazy. I mean, I, I wouldn't even know what to do. I personally, I would just be like, look, this guy just confessed to a murder. He's got a dead body in here. What do I do? I, th- I, I wasn't trying to do this. I don't, I don't know what to do. That, that's probably, that would be my reaction. Um, cause I'm one of those people who, when I'm shocked, when I'm shocked, you'll know. I'll, I'll say something and I'll, I'll, I'll speak my mind. I'll speak, I'll speak what I think at that moment. I'll verbalize it. And that would be what I, what I verbalized. I would be like, yeah, this, this, um, and I, I wouldn't even, I, I, I wouldn't even be like shouting or anything like that. I'd be like, okay, so this guy just murdered someone and he has a dead body with him. I don't know what to do. That's what I would say. Uh, back in the article, the man said nothing as to why or what brought this on, Gibson said. Although no identities have been revealed, Mount Shasta police said, at this time we believe the suspect and victims are known to each other. Police also sought to curb fears. The sole suspect involved in this incident is in custody and we do not believe there is any ongoing threat to the community. The Facebook post read, Roseville police, and you know, you know what's amazing? What is absolutely amazing? And I think this, this just, this speaks, in a way, I think this speaks to, and you can, you know, you can laugh or you can think whatever, but I think this speaks to just how, just, it shows just how great God is. Not that this happened, but it's amazing. We as humans, We are wired for morality. When we do something that is immoral, we feel something. There are, there are chemical, our body reacts and we're like, ooh. It's like when you, it's amazing. When you lie, when you lie, your body physically changes. Like your, you know, your pulse, uh, you sweat a little bit. Uh, you're breathing or whatever. 
this right here, this guilt was just gnawing at him. And he said, I can't. He's, he, he said, I can't. I, I, I gotta turn myself in. It, it's just, it's just amazing that I think it just shows just how intricate, intricate God really is when, when he, when he made us. I, I, I don't, when he, when he, when he made man, I, I don't know. I just find it completely amazing. Roseville Police Captain Josh Simon said the two departments are working together. KOVR reported. There is this distance between the two jurisdictions. The detectives, the detectives work at the scene here and the detectives up at the scene in Mount Shasta are really trying to backtrack and figure out, um, our additional crimes. Simon said. Uh, I think the most important thing to note is that we don't have any information that leads us to believe that this is some random act. Residents of the Roseville apartment complex where three bodies were found had a hard time believing the tale. Yeah, that's absolutely insane, Eric McDermott told KOVR. It's starting to give me a panic attack now. No, I'm, I'm just going to say this, man. You know, you don't... You know, you see people all the time and you really don't know who people are. You don't. It's amazing. I don't even know what my reaction would be if in my apartment building someone said, um, you, it, like, say, say the neighbors across from, uh, across, across the hall. And, you know, they say, oh, yeah, one, you know, police are like, oh, so I'm like, I'm going to, I'm, let's say I'm going to class and there, there's a whole crime scene out there. And I'm just like, oh my God, what's going on? And then, uh, I, I asked, I asked an officer right there. I'm like, officer, what, what, what happened? Oh yeah, there was a, uh, there was a, there was a, one, one of the, you know, your neighbor, uh, murdered, uh, three people. They murdered their other roommates. I don't even know what I would I don't even know what I would say. You know what I would pro- you know what I would probably do? I would just I think I would just reverse exactly what I did. I would just look at the officer. And I think I wouldn't even say thank you. I would just slowly go back walk backwards into my apartment and just stay in my room. And just sit and think, not in fear, but it's just like, oh my goodness, something really just happened like that. Like that, like that's just amazing to me. It's just, it's just really amazing to me that something like this, obviously, obviously it could happen, but it's just like, wow, that's amazing. So, you know, um... Listen, just don't be surprised, man. I, well, I can't say that. I can't say that. Just don't be... I should say don't be shocked. Don't be shocked. Because because you look at it and you're like, well, you, you, you don't, you really don't know people at the end of the day. You know, you, you know, you develop relationships and things with them, but you don't know their deepest, you don't know their deepest Secrets you don't know what people are really capable capable of. Anyway, I just I thought this story was just really 
really bizarre. And I just, I thought it was incredible. Okay. Um, this is, this is interesting. Okay. So some of you guys think you, you guys probably know where I'm going with this the minute I read, the minute I read the headline. Um, but try and stay with me here. Because I may go a different route. Santa Ana police investigating if possible bullying was a factor in 10-year-old girl's apparent suicide. This is from KTLA.com. Police are investigating whether a 10-year-old girl who apparently killed herself at a home in Santa Ana was a victim of bullying, police said Tuesday. Officers responded by the residence after a child was discovered dead by her nine-year-old sister on Sunday night. According to Santa Ana Police Department, Corporal Anthony Bertagna, Bertagna, I don't know, I'll just say Anthony B. Her death appeared to be a suicide, Bertagna said. He added that to his knowledge, she did not leave a note. Detectives are working with the Orange County Coroner's Office to determine what led up to the child's death. As part of that investigation, we have heard the rumors that there are that there may have been some bullying involved. Obviously, we need to investigate that. At this point, we don't know what happened. The girl was a student at Hazard Elementary School in Santa Ana and the Garden Grove Unified School District in assisting and the Garden Grove Unified School District is assisting in the investigation. Uh, I know where Garden Grove is. Um, I'm familiar, I'm familiar with that place and I know where Santa Ana is. Um, investigators will look into the girl's electronic devices and social media and also interview her friends to determine if she was bullied. Students at the school Tuesday told KTLA they knew the girl and she was being bullied because it was posted on social media. If bullying were a factor, uh, Anthony B told, said police would have, would have to determine who did the bullying and look at their ages to decide if whether they'd face any charges. Those are all things we have to submit to the district attorney, he said. Because of the age, that would be an issue. In a statement, district officials noted its schools have long-standing positive behavior interventions and support programs and are proactive in promoting a positive school culture. Look, man. I'm just, I'm just going to be real, man. Kids are cruel. Kids are honest. You know, you know, I, you know, kids to me are amazing. They're just, there's, they are the most honest, most genuine people you're ever going to meet. Seriously. They really are. And I'm going to say this. Kids are cruel. Kids are cruel. Kids make fun of each other. Kids, you know, uh, they make fun of your weaknesses. They make fun of your glasses. You know, kid, kids are cruel. They're, kids are, that's the thing. Kids are honest. The filter, the filter hasn't fully developed yet. They, they just, they say whatever, they do whatever. They don't care. But I also, I also have a question here. Because the question is, okay, the, here comes the question again. 
What is bullying? What does that mean? What what happened? Did someone... I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's something that can happen. Someone will see a post and they will think it is directed at them. Now, they, they won't reach out to the person and find out. They may do it, but sometimes they won't. They'll just, they'll just think, oh, that's about me. And they'll react. However, they'll be angry. They'll be sad. They'll, they'll laugh or whatever. So we, we don't know what happened. Did she get, um, was it, was it, was it a direct death threat? I doubt it. Um, was someone making fun of what she looked like? It's po- it's possible. I I mean I'm going to say this. If it if it was bullying, if it was bullying, I think that could I think it could have played a factor. Cuz remember, you guys you you guys know how I view suicide. Suicide is always the fault of the person who who actually commits who actually who actually takes their own life. There there can be influences for sure. But at the end of the day, it's it's my responsi- it's my responsibility and it's my life. And either I take it, either I take my life or I don't take it. So at the at the end of the day, it's that it's that person's responsibility. And we don't even know if she did commit suicide. They don't really give a lot of details. They say a bunch of nothing in this article. Um, officers respond, officers responded to the residence after the child was discovered dead by her nine-year-old sister on Sunday night. Um, you know, it, it doesn't mention anything about parents. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. If there, if there was a, um, if, if, you know, if parents actually did do something about this, well, well, let me say this. If the parents were not there, if the parents were not there at the home, that's a crime. Okay. That, that would have been, that would have been a crime unless there's someone over 18 who's already, who's already at the home. Okay. So I, so. I'm not saying they killed her and left. I'm not saying that. We we really don't know what happened. They give a bunch of nothing. Um, what is tragic though, and what's certain is that a ten year old girl is dead. Unnecessarily. And it it breaks my heart. For what whatever the reason was, whether suicide, homicide, um accident. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's, it, 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 it's really unfortunate. It really is. And I just, I hate seeing things like this. Um, you know, I don't, I don't typically say that, oh, you know, I love kids. I don't. I know I'm going to love my kids, but you know, I just, I, what I do love about kids is just their honesty. I think kids are just some of the, greatest people you can meet they can be they can be such a joy they can be a burden absolutely they can be super annoying you they can you can want to drop kick them but they're just they're just super fantastic to be around man um most of the time if if you know 
there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of factors into whether you enjoy being around a certain kid or not. But anyway, this, this, this hurts and it's sad and I, I don't like seeing it at all. But, um, you know, this is, this is what it is and, um, we'll see what happens. And that's all I got for you today.